We give thanks to God always for you all, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before God our Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. On a stewardship sermon Sunday, like today, it would be so helpful if the lections would provide a good entree into why we should give money to the Church of the Advent. If the appointed scripture readings fit perfectly with the theme or topic of stewardship, I would consider that the hand of God's good providence. I need to preach a stewardship sermon. I open the Bible to the appointed lections for the 21st Sunday after Pentecost. And there is Jesus telling the Pharisees, the Herodians, and the crowd with them to render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's and unto God the things that are God's. So, Here's your stewardship sermon. Render unto the Internal Revenue Service the things that are the U.S. government's and unto the Church of the Advent the things that are belong to the Church of the Advent. Amen. In Jesus' response to the Pharisees' challenge of paying taxes to Caesar, we have both an unsuitable and unhelpful portion of Scripture. Immediately following, we have, I think, a suitable and helpful verse. Rendering unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's is not helpful because one could think that paying taxes, paying tithes and pledges to a parish is meeting some kind of obligation when one pays taxes or membership dues. On the other hand, there is a suitable scripture verse in render unto God the things that are God's. That's more like it. In rendering or giving to God what is already his, we begin to take part in true Christian stewardship. Christian stewardship entails more than just giving a portion of what you have. The spiritual principle is based on the reality that everything that we have, that is everything, has already been given to us by God. We really own nothing while we're here. Everything is on loan from God. Since God creates everything, then he is ultimately the one who owns it. Think about that. Everything we have, everything that we are, including our bodies and our minds, belongs to God. We have an easier time thinking about our souls belonging to God. At least I do. But anything we have even of a material nature, including our bodies, is really not ours. We are not our own. 
We are his. Christian stewardship begins with that spiritual principle that all things, including ourselves, coming from God. We are asked to render a portion of all that gives us, God gives us, back to him. We do this out of love and thanksgiving to him for all that he has given us, and then we're held accountable for how we use what we still have. We come from God, we're given everything from God, we thank him for all that he has given us, we return a portion of what he gives us in thanksgiving, and then we give an account of what we've done with what he's already given us. Now, that's Christian stewardship, but it makes absolutely no sense unless you have first given yourself to Christ. Unless we first give our lives to God through Jesus Christ, there's no need to talk about stewardship. There's no need to talk about giving money. The only way giving will help our spiritual lives is to have already given ourselves to Christ. Our lives must be his first. And that kind of self-giving must be for all time. And it must be renewed continually. You know, there's a way in which we do it every Sunday. Every Sunday we come here and we celebrate Mass. We pray in the consecratory prayer, and here we offer unto thee ourselves, our souls, and bodies. In other words, if you haven't given yourself to the Lord and committed yourself to him, then do not bother giving any of your money to God. Your stewardship will not work. If there's no commitment to giving yourself to Jesus Christ, then don't give any money to his church. The church, you see, is his spiritual body in space and time. To have your giving be effective in your spiritual life, giving yourself to Christ has to come first. Then, renew that self-giving, and then decide what of your life's worth you will commit to him. Giving yourself back to God first doesn't need to be complicated. It doesn't need to be tremendously emotional. Think of returning to God each time you come to Mass as a way to offer yourself to Christ and strengthen the spiritual bond between you and him. A prayer like that petition from the Our Father, Thy will be done, is sufficient. Or saying to the Lord, Here I am, Lord. I am yours. Or, Lord, I'm yours, and because I'm yours, this is what I'm going to do. Any one of these will do. It needs to be a simple handing over your life to Jesus first. Now, there are other spiritual benefits from true Christian giving. Two benefits more are freedom and trust. Freedom and trust. 
There is a freedom brought into a Christian's life and a deeper trust in the Lord through giving. Once we put our giving into action, we free ourselves from two attitudes that can actually be destructive. We are free from seeing our tithes and offerings as a tax or seeing them like paying some kind of dues. Because the attitude can be, I give this amount because it makes me able to receive all the rights and privileges of belonging to a parish. My pledge is my kind of ticket to get into church. When we give because we think we are given a privilege of paying our dues, we're really saying, here's my money, now what do I get in return? We have not truly given it, if that's our reason for giving. But we are free from that crippling view of giving. Our giving ought to be the loving response of what Christ has already done for us in our lives. So we're free from that, but we're also removed from using our giving as a kind of referendum on likes and dislikes in the church. We can be freed from that. When giving out of a loving response to the grace that's already been given to us in Christ, we're going to be freed from using our giving as a kind of reflection on how I think things are going in the church. The attitude can be, if I like what's going on, I'm going to give more. If I don't like what's going on, I'm going to give less. I can use my money to influence the direction of how I think the church ought to be going. But you see, there's, that's no way to love and trust in the Lord. It won't be, love and trust will not be built up giving with that kind of an attitude. Now, there's another way to benefit spiritually, and it's to give first and see if your heart is drawn closer to the Lord. You know, Jesus knew that our hearts work that way. He says right in the gospel, according to Matthew, the very same gospel that we heard this morning, he says, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Where your money is, that's the place of your devotion. Well, make it be so. Don't you find that if we truly want to do something, we'll find the time to do it? If we really want to buy something, we'll find the money to buy it. Well, you know, it's also true in the giving. Take the step and put your money toward Christ's church and see if your life with the Lord doesn't have, a more, impo have more importance to you. I think the principle is your money follows your heart and your heart follows your money. Prepare to complete your pledge for 2024 by praying, thinking, prioritizing, and printing right on that pledge card. So here's what needs to happen. 
take one of the pledge cards with its envelope with you when you leave the church today. You're going to find them right at the west door. You're going to find them at the Mount Vernon Street door. Don't go past that table without picking up that pledge card, but include an envelope because it should be confidential. Take both, the pledge card and the envelope. Pray this week. Don't fill it out. First, pray this week to discern what amount you or you and your family are going to give to the Advent through 2024. Then, complete the pledge card, place it in the envelope, seal the envelope because it should be confidential, and then bring it with you next Friday to Oktoberfest, Friday night, 7 p.m. Bring the pledge card and yourself and your family to Oktoberfest. You're going to join all the other parishioners who are beginning the stewardship season by completing their pledge cards at Oktoberfest. But then, since you're there, you're going to be enjoying hearty Christian fellowship and brats and potato salad and German chocolate cake and apple crisp and a brew brewed especially for that night right here at the Church of the Advent. That stewardship season will begin because the rest of the parish after Oktoberfest are going to receive their pledge cards so that they can pledge either on the pledge card or online at our website. Now there's another suitable scripture verse in the epistle for this morning. So maybe, according to God's providence, this stewardship sermon is really intended for today. We read in the introduction to St. Paul's letter to the church in Thessalonica, we give thanks to God always for you all, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love, and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. And there is St. Paul praying for the Thessalonians and extolling the theological virtues that he also mentions in Corinthians, faith, hope, and love. Those are the same works. If he remembers before God their works of faith, their labor of love, their steadfastness of hope, there they are. Those are the same works and the same virtues that we will witness in the people of the Advent. The caring, the kind, the generous, the supportive, and the faithful pledgers that you are here at the Church of the Advent. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.